The battle of wizards and warriors continues with iron swords. The evil wizard Malkil will take the shape of the earth, wind, water, and fire. Farewell! The fate of the world is in your hands! You're listening to the Piercing Wizard Podcast, and I'm your host, Ryan Willett. I'm a professional body piercer with 20 years experience, I travel around the world teaching technique and safety classes, and I'm a member of the Association of Professional Piercers. Listen in as I talk to my friends and colleagues about our industry so we can all stay sharp. Hi everybody, how you doing? Thanks for coming back to the show. Uh, This week I'm just going to do a COVID Chronicles for you. Uh, last week, I published the uh, Piercer of Color Roundtable discussion, and I would like that one to just kind of stay front and center for a little while. So no regular episode this week. Uh, I'll be back with uh, a full episode next week, but I did want to update you on a few different industry issues. Uh, it seems like more and more shops are starting to reopen or starting to uh, be at least given dates of when they can reopen. And uh, I'm happy slash nervous to announce that I, I started piercing yesterday. So in, in my state, in New Hampshire, uh, we were allowed to start operating on June 1st, but we, myself, my staff, we didn't really feel comfortable getting into it that early. So we took a little extra time. Uh, we worked out some new policies. We had to get a lot of new equipment, a lot of new practices. Uh, I switched over to tablets to do StabPad, a digital release form system. Uh, It seems like a a really good system. I'm I'm looking forward to getting into it. A couple of hiccups for me not really understanding the user interface at first because I was kind of a a baby user with it. So I reached out to Joltron. Uh, He gave me some some tips. I talked to a couple other piercers and shops that use it. And it it seems like it's working out great. It's uh, something I've been wanting to do for a while to get rid of all those like stacks and stacks and cartons and cartons of, of paper release forms that you're required to keep so now it's just uh, all online storage so it makes it way easier um upgraded our appointment system to have more integration for things like um them getting emails of our, our new policies you need to wear a mask to enter the building if you don't have one we'll provide one you'll need to wash your hands no guests permitted uh this and that and whatever and so it's nice to be able to have all that information sent to them uh, I've worked on the website, updating information on there, and I really wanted to publish like the actual protocols for my state because I don't think, you know, and and I'm part of it. I was part of the the advisory panel for the the Department of Health. Uh, didn't do a great job of getting that information out to practitioners in the state. Um, the the office ended up just sending out uh, a like a link to like the website you could find it on instead of sending the protocols. So I, I found that a little bit frustrating. Uh, I just hope that uh, all the shops in my area are operating under the the protocols that they they should be. I'd say one of the bigger things for me, other than everything else, is uh, wearing face shields. And I I'm a strong uh, proponent of that. I, I really think that if you're body piercing, if you're offering close uh, client services, you should really consider wearing a face shield uh, or at least safety goggles to protect your eyes because uh, not all clients are going to uh, have a face mask on. You know, depending on your area and depending on how strict you are, you don't want to uh, create an aerosol that you're just face first in. So uh, in my state, we're also restricted against offering anything on the nose or mouth because clients are required to keep a mask on the whole time. So that eliminates anything, nostril, septum, any kind of lip, any kind of tongue. Uh, so it's frustrating. You know, looking at projections for income 2020, is, it's pretty grim. I, I think it'll be enough to pay all my bills, but really nothing past that. 
just no nostril piercings alone. Um, that that's going to be a huge hit. Uh, I can't even do jewelry changes in a nostril, so that's going to be that's going to be tough. If it was just oral piercings, they're not super ultra popular in my area, but I think uh, any body piercer is going to tell you that a nostril piercing or septum piercings are going to be in their top three, top five at least. So that's tough. Um, when I got back into it yesterday, my first appointment after not piercing for three months was a triple forward helix. And, uh, you know, the person had longer hair and they were wearing an ear loop face mask. So I stuck a bunch of bobby pins in to keep all that stuff up out of the way. And I think we're all going to really have to think about what piercings we say yes and no to and how we perform them for people that are wearing facial coverings all day, every day. Uh, or, it, you know, at least the majority of the day. So that might eliminate certain kinds of ear piercings in conjunction with certain kinds of masks. Ear loop face masks probably aren't going to be good for something like a conch piercing, you know, pressing against the back of the ear. So uh, what what I did was I ordered uh, some like stick-on face masks. They're, it's like, uh, like adhesive tape that you would use to keep a bra in place or a dress in place or something like that. And... Um, uh, just basically sticks a face mask on so there's no ear loop or face strap or anything like that. So we, we got a package of those if there's anything, you know, that we that we need access to in the ear mostly. So there was that. Uh, we're appointment only now for piercing, which is some growing pains. You know, I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to reduce no-shows. Yesterday was my first day back and I had a no-show no-call. Um, so, that, you know, that's kind, of, that's kind of frustrating because I have very limited time. We've decided to really only do just to kind of get going, uh, four days a week, six hour days. Uh, it's myself and one other piercer, and I've got three different counter staff that can kind of rotate. And the, the tattooers haven't really decided to, to come back to work yet, which I, I'm fine with, you know, it keeps the shop a, a little bit less stressful. Uh, so piercing appointment only, growing pains, but you know, I, I like being able to plan out my day, knowing when I can work on things in the office or have lunch, stuff like that. It's like totally insane, uh, concept, but you know, it's different. I think I need to focus more on maybe having a, a web shop. My girlfriend made a web shop for, uh, for her studio and it seems like it's been pretty successful. Really nice presentation. My presentation on my web shop, it's all right for t-shirts and stuff like that, but I don't think it would work for, for body jewelry. Uh, so that, that'll be on my, my to-do list. Uh, as I record this, I'm about to do a class on bevel theory. I'm doing that uh, tomorrow as I record this. So uh, yesterday as this publishes. Really looking forward to that. I think that's going to be an important part of my career uh, throughout the rest of this year. I think I need to focus on maybe trying to offer regular classes, but I, I'm, I'm running really low on inspiration. Uh, I've done quite a few classes over this, this COVID period. A lot of them were existing classes. I haven't really written a lot of new content. I do have plans for a surface piercing class. I was going to debut that at an educational event in, uh, in, in Tennessee uh, this summer, but because of what, what's going on, that event won't be happening. Uh, it looks like most of the uh, professional educational conferences won't be happening this year either so I guess maybe I'll write something and, and debut it as a webinar 
So it looks like surface piercing will be that. I don't know how long it's going to take me to write it. Uh, surface piercings, there hasn't been a huge demand for them uh, even before the closure. I was doing a handful of them here and there. I, I was smart enough to document some of it for, for the different techniques and everything like that, but uh, I'm pretty limited when it comes to like diagrams. I feel like a surface piercing class could really use a lot of diagrams that I just don't know how to create. So there's all that. Uh, one of the... One of the biggest challenges of the reopening phase of the, the COVID period has just been really just paying attention to my staff as people. Um, it's very fatiguing uh, going back to work and it's very fatiguing to, to me, but whatever, you know, I, I, I am the boss, so it's like that's, that's my responsibility, but I don't want to fatigue anyone else. I'm trying my best to, to limit the amount of pressure that I put on people or even the amount that uh, I, I accept people's offers to, to help with extra tasks. I, I don't want to push people and have them work all day every day. When we were going back in and cleaning up and setting up, trying to limit it to like, you know, no more than four hours, something like that. You don't want to melt people's brains. Go in, clean up, straighten up, get rid of the stuff that doesn't need to be there, put up your plexiglass barriers, do whatever you need to do. But uh, also just sit down with each other and, and check in. That was really nice. My other piercer, he's got kids, so he's been having to focus on homeschooling and, and all that. I'm, I'm sure it's a huge adjustment in just a uh, lifestyle. Uh, and, and for myself, I had, I had some time right around the middle of the, the closure where reopening wasn't even in sight. So I just got to kind of kick back and, and relax and, uh, spend time focusing on myself and focusing on, on my girlfriend and, uh, my friends and, you know, playing video games and, and dumb stuff like that, watching all my favorite movies again. And the last month or so, it's felt really, really difficult to be able to process all the different things going on, especially with what's going on right now with uh, like equality movement and Black Lives Matter and, and police abuse and things like that. Everything is so emotionally charged that people don't have a lot of respite. So uh, I don't want to take people who are probably already stressing out at home over what's going on in the world and then bring them into a, a work environment where they feel pressure to perform and then they have you know more more pressure it's just it's not something I want to do so uh, I, I made the decision to really like limit what we're doing I think we're gonna do something like Monday Wednesday Friday Saturday is what we're gonna try next week uh, and it looks like the the weeks already booked up I, I that's another thing with the appointment thing uh, I, I Put a booking page on the website. Um, other people that I talk to, they have a system where it's like the client looks at a schedule, they click on the, the booking themselves, they manage it themselves. I, I'm not really there yet with, with trusting my clientele to do that because we've always been walk-ins only for, for body piercing. So I think it's going to take a little time to adjust to it on our side and to kind of train our clients on, on their side. Uh, so for now, I made a, a Google form that I just put on my website, and it's a booking request page. It generates a spreadsheet, and then once a day, uh, well, when we're open, counter staff will call back people on that waiting list and, and schedule them. It's a little bit more labor-intensive. It's a little bit clunkier, maybe, depending on what your shop situation is. If you are like a sole proprietor, if you're just a, a piercer in, in somebody's tattoo shop and you're managing your own appointments, that probably might not work super well for you because it takes time. But, uh, you know, I, I got the payroll protection plan loan slash grant, however you want to look at it, and I can afford to... Uh, pay my people. So 
give them give them something to do uh, going forward maybe we'll change it up to something where it's like the client can just look at our schedule and click on on what they'd prefer but for now I think this is the best way to manage it just until we learn how to operate by appointment uh, I haven't really had to worry about ordering supplies yet uh, the, I lucked out when it came to face masks New Hampshire has been in my opinion, doing a pretty good job of supporting people during this, businesses included. And there was a, a, a free PPE sign-up sheet through the, the state emergency disaster management, whatever the, the terminology is, where you got to say, okay, this is typically how many clients we'd be expecting, this is how many staff we have, and how many weeks and whatever, and they just gave me like a like a half a case of, of free face masks. So that's great. So I'll, I'll be all set with face masks for clients, for staff. Um, N95 masks were kind of a, a weird a weird thing to reconcile because you, you saw all over uh, online that medical staff couldn't get access to the PPE that they needed and they were wearing uh, the, the lower quality, uh, lower protection face masks that we were already kind of using in our studios. So uh, some of them were saying, some websites, suppliers were saying, like, if you're not in crucial, dire need of this, don't order this. So that way it can go to medical staff, dental staff, other people in higher risk uh, scenarios. So I felt kind of weird ordering N95 masks, KN95 masks. Uh, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with it if, if you choose to do that. I did order some to have for my staff, but I also ordered uh, fabric face masks that can be washed and... Uh, a lot of the standard ones are one layer or two layer. I had three layer ones, so it's cotton on one side, polyester on the other, and then inside there's blown cotton is basically like a filter, uh, and they can just be washed. I got nice ones made with the, our shop logo screen printed right on it. The ear loop ones, they're not bad. They're great if you want to wear it to go out to the grocery store or something like that, but I don't, I don't know if we're going to be able to wear ear loop face masks all day every day at work. Just yesterday, uh, you know, we, we had these policies where it's like, okay, you got to wear a face mask in this situation, but if you're in just a completely private client area, I mean, completely private staff only area, the, wearing a face mask is up to you as long as you can maintain social distance. But, you know, everybody was just on the, the piercing floor yesterday, so we were all wearing our PPE pretty much all day. For me, that's going to be a beard net. Uh, my beard. I don't necessarily want to cut it down, but I've been like braiding it and tying it up and then wearing a beard net over that and then wearing a face mask over that and then wearing a face shield over that. So wearing that like all day yesterday uh, did kind of make my ears pretty irritated. So I, I ordered uh, a new batch of the same style of face mask as far as like the thickness and layers, but with the, um, the ties for behind your head and behind your neck. I think that'll be a lot better. And to give it a, a snugger seal around the nose, especially for the people that wear glasses, but just in general for better filtration, uh, I've been 3D printing these little nose bridge clips. And uh, it, it seems like they're working out pretty good. Uh, it might take us some time, but I, I'm trying to think of like what's going to be long-term viable, what can we work in, uh, and, and what gives our staff and our clients a, a reasonable level of protection. So. Our protocols for when a client comes in, we have our front door locked. There's a sign that says by appointment only. If you don't have an appointment, please call the shop or visit the website. Uh, I think I'm going to buy one of those video doorbells, like those ring doorbells. Uh, they have a model that's just uh, battery powered. So I was thinking about, you know, fill like a nice potting bucket with concrete, stick a pole in it, make it look nice. You know, don't make it just look super industrial, but basically just stick the doorbell on that uh, at the bottom of my front steps 
You know, somebody doesn't have an appointment, they push the button, they can talk with the front desk right from there, but they can't come in to just uh, talk to the front desk. That's, a, that's actually a state directive, state protocol. So I have a handicap ramp on the side of my building. Uh, it's connected to the sidewalk. You only move about six feet to the left of my front door, and that's where the ramp starts. It brings you up the side of the building. There's a, a, an access button. You push the button, you walk in the shop. Uh, right there, there's a, a little station where we'd have face masks if they're not already wearing one, uh, hand sanitizer, uh, but we can also direct them right to a hand washing sink right in front of them, uh, and then uh, gloves and disinfectant. It, we, we were basically saying to people, if you want to use your phone while you're in here, if you want to handle your phone, we'll ask you to disinfect your phone. But it's, it's optional. The face masks are not, and the hand washing is not. And those are actually state protocols. So it's nice to be able to uh, know that the state kind of has our back on that, because I think when, when it's just your personal protocol, it, sometimes it's a little bit tougher to get the clients to go along with that. So we're working it out. Uh, it's going pretty okay. That payroll protection money runs out in the second week of July for me. So after that point, I really, ho I'm hoping that our business is going to be leveled off to the point where I can have a reasonable assumption of what my budget will be for the summer. Uh, I, I figure if I can hit a reasonable target, um, basically my, my line is like, if I can make in a week, what I used to make on a good Saturday, that should be enough for me to be able to pay my staff their full hours going forward without, I mean, they might not have days to actually come in, but I can still probably pay them their, their full hours uh, as long as we can have that level. If we can't hit that level consistently right now, bookings don't seem like much of, a, of, an, of an obstacle. We're filling out the, the days appropriately uh, for, for both myself and for Evan. But, you know, What's it going to be like in two weeks? What's it going to be like in a month? Those are all unknowns. Uh, I'm hoping that there is going to be some sort of future payroll protection something. Uh, if I can get some sort of assistance or a tax break or a credit or a deferment or something uh, to make it a little bit more revenue neutral or revenue positive, um, my first priority is going to be making sure that my staff is okay. I, I don't really have to worry about what's going on for me. It, I don't have a lot of overhead. Um, other than like staff and like rebuying body jewelry. But if we're not piercing a ton of people, I don't need to buy a ton of body jewelry. Like that kind of scales itself. So that's not much of an issue. The PPE thing, masks, I think we're going to be good on. Face shields, I've been 3D printing my own 3D, uh, I've been 3D printing my own face shield frames. Um, you can do that too if you have somebody local. Uh, even if you don't have a 3D printer, don't know a friend who has a 3D printer, there are tons of nerds with 3D printers in your area. You can go online. There are all different kinds of like Etsy shops and web listings, Craigslist, where you can just send people a file. They'll print it out for you and you can either pick it up or get it shipped to you. So uh, if you're interested, there's a website called Thingiverse. People who are into 3D printing are already going to know what that is. And, and there are a lot of different styles of face shields, uh, face shield frames on there. And I've been buying uh, clear plastic presentation covers just for, you know, making like a, a book report, a, a school report, a presentation at work, a, a resume, clear plastic sheet. Um, and the face shield frame that I use, you don't have to punch holes in the plastic. There are no nubs or anything like that. There's just like basically a slot. So you, in, you insert that, wraps around your whole face, uh, and those pr protectors are cheap enough where you can just toss them once a day. You can disinfect them too. They, they're going to cloud up a little bit. But uh, our protocol is like uh, you, we're just throwing them out and we're disinfecting the, uh, the frames. 
so you you can get those. Uh, that's not something that I'm going to be able to make for anyone else. So um, I I would say try to find somebody local to to you or a friend or something like that. Uh, but the 3D printer has come in pretty handy during during this time because it looks like those face shield frames are a little bit pricey right now, just like a lot of other PPE. I haven't had to think about ordering uh, high-level surface disinfectants yet. I, I was lucky enough to get a case of Optum, but I, I should be fine for Optum for a while because, as I said, tattooing really hasn't reopened yet, and you know we did have a staff shakeup, uh, so it, there's a, it, there's a lot less tattoo concerns in my shop these days. Uh, when it comes to piercing, we're going to be fine with Optum for a while. And uh, Evan's wife is working at Home Depot and has been letting me know when orders of uh, disinfectant wipes come in. So we've been using just like general disinfectant wipes for the common areas, bathroom, front counter, display cases, stuff like that. And then uh, we've been saving the Optum for all the, the workroom stuff, you know, client table and trays and countertops and, and stuff like that in the, the work areas. So I think it's going okay. It feels weird. Uh, it's definitely not the same as it used to be. So, you know, if you haven't gone back to work yet and you think that it's going to be basically the same thing plus face masks, really step back a little bit and really think about the actual guts of it, the process of it. A lot of this is maintaining social distancing, um, minimizing the people in your shop at any particular point. We had to change a lot of our work practices for just how people show up and enter the building when they can show up and enter the building scheduling everything so that we don't have multiple people standing around at the front desk talking about scheduling trying to get rung up any of that stuff um so it's it's some growing pains but we're getting there uh if you are kind of just in limbo right now i would really urge you to try to contact your your local authorities if you don't know who you're supposed to be talking to, research it. Uh, in the U.S. anyway, you know you can talk to your your local city representatives, your state representatives. You can you can call them, uh, and that's what they're supposed to do. They're supposed to uh, uh, go out and promote the needs of their uh, constituents. Constituents. That's the word I was looking for. Uh, advocate for their constituents. So you can reach out to them if there are different tasks for task forces or, or different things with uh, your local Department of Health. They might be able to help you with that. Uh, start with maybe wherever you renew your license. If you are licensed for either your studio or yourself as a practitioner, reach out to those people who handle that. Hey, who is setting these reopening dates? How can I contact them? How can I ask them questions or offer feedback? The APP has uh, some great documents on their website, safepiercing.org, talking about uh, safe protocols for uh, operating during COVID-19. Those were directly rolled into my state protocols. Uh, it was really great just being able to take a, a well-prepared document that looks good, that looks really professional, and has some great information, and just be able to hand that over in, in, in whole to, uh, to the local authorities and say, like, this is what we think that we need to do for safe piercing. And that's pretty much exactly what they did in my state. So it, it was great. Um, but it's going to take some work. Uh, you might be opening with certain limitations like no nose, no mouth. And realize that these are phased reopenings. You're probably going to have things like you know restaurants opening with outdoor seating before you're allowed to perform body art. You might have people opening to cut hair. So you know maybe those are seen as like, phase two of reopening and body art might be in phase three uh, but keep in mind that there are going to be additional phases after that you know 2.1 3.1 uh, so what I'm aiming for now since body art opened in uh, phase 2.0 
I'm looking at either a 2.1 phase where we can start offering or have the discretion to offer piercings, I'm probably just going to advocate for the nose. Uh, I'm perfectly fine having people keep their mouth covered with their with their face mask, but I would like to be able to offer jewelry changes in, in nostrils and septums. Uh, I would like to be able to offer piercing if, uh, if I feel like that's safe and appropriate. Again, people are going to be wearing face masks. It's going to be pressing right on the bridge of their nose. It's going to make it difficult for people to heal new piercings in that area. So I'm not going to push too hard. I'm not going to rush too hard, but I really would like the, the opportunity to decide to offer jewelry changes in, in the nose. Uh, I feel like I'm kind of just rambling at this point. So I'm just going to go ahead and cut it off here. Uh, if you have any questions, if there's anything you want me to cover on the show coming up, go ahead and email me at ryanpba at gmail.com. Uh, if you're interested in any of my future seminars, go ahead and follow Body Art Education by Ryan Willett on Facebook or visit precisionbodyarts.com seminars. And uh, I'll be back next week with another episode of the Piercing Wizard podcast for you. Thanks for listening. For more information about the show, visit piercingwizardpodcast.com or like Piercing Wizard Podcast on Facebook. For more info about your host, visit precisionbodyarts.com or search Ryan PBA on Facebook, Instagram, and Tumblr. If you enjoy the show, you can subscribe on iTunes, Apple Podcast, and Google Play. Music by Benny B. Blanco. Show copyright 2017, Precision Body Arts, LLC. All rights reserved.